But ultimately, the main reason we're here is just to make some really cool art and blow people away. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Everybody, welcome into Escape Break. We have a special interview today. All the way up from San Pedro, we have Brian Corbett and Daniel Crowley of Brain Games Escape Room, newly named Brain Games Escape Room. Guys, welcome in. Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having us. Of course, of course. Now, we have a lot of questions for you, but all in good fun. I want to say thanks for taking time to being on the show, allowing people to get some exposure to your guys' creation. We're going to dive into it today. But the first thing I wanted to ask you is specifically, Daniel, Tati and I run the Facebook group for SoCal. And I think a long time ago, you posted that you were looking for a partner and you were kind of claiming you had some big plans of making a really good escape room to further what you've already done with the laboratory. Is this the partnership that kind of came out of that message? It is. Uh, me and Brian have a very similar vision uh, for escape rooms. I, I find that owners tend to fall on a spectrum of either they're interested in making money or they're interested in making like a really good escape room. Mm -hmm. And for me and Brian, you know, we see the business side and we want to make money. But ultimately, the main reason we're here is just to make some really cool art and blow people away. Yeah. And uh, I've been lucky enough to actually have a few partnerships with that. For the superhero room, Christine and Jeremiah, the owners of the uh, Exit Game, are actually the investors for that. Oh, cool. And uh, they've been really supportive and great in helping me achieve my vision. And Brian also, he's like been a great partner. And uh, we have another partnership, too, we're going to do. Uh, with some other people and they're going to build another room in our building okay oh my goodness this must be a big building <laughs> it is gigantic yes. yeah so so we have a lot in store in the future that's what we love to hear as enthusiasts and lovers of escape rooms ourselves both of you guys kind of known as masterminds in the game daniel and brian i have to admit i've never played a single one of your creations being down here in san diego but through everybody talking about the laboratory miss jezebel uh, the other creations you have too, Brian, it's always good things. So I'm very eager to get up there and play Treasure Island, play the laboratory with Tati when she can make it down here. I have to ask though, having a lab game, very traditional theme, what can you say about your lab that puts it over the top amongst other lab games? So the laboratory has always been about the puzzles. It has a ton of puzzles in there and they are awesome and the game is fast paced so that's what really sets apart and just the quality of the game i mean i worked my ass off on that game and uh, put my heart and soul into it awesome we love puzzles very puzzle heavy room that's right for us yeah i heard that too but i also like what you do is that you take away some of the puzzles for those people that want an easier experience so that they can have a good time what background did you guys have experience wise before you started building escape rooms 
or did you just have something completely different and you're like, oh, I'm going to go for it? <laughs> so I was actually trying to write a book on happiness before this. It wasn't going well. Uh, you know, it was, I don't know. But when I went to my first escape room, I immediately fell in love. And uh, I think the, the biggest skills that have let me get this far is just like going for it. Uh, I mean, the whole thing has been risky the whole time. And I've always been in over my head. And there's always been problems. Uh, but you just kind of like grab on and get stubborn and just never give up. And uh, the ability to take risks too. the whole thing, if you can't handle risk, you'll just go insane because there's always problems. And if it goes wrong, it's horrible. And you just have to dive in and grab on. I, that's a life lesson in itself right there. Yeah, maybe it that, is. Maybe that's going to make it into the book of happiness whenever that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about um, you, Brian? As for me, um, my background, um, I was ex-military, did a lot of training, um, working with a lot of different special forces units in Vegas as well after uh, I had left the military. Surprisingly, their scenarios are very similar to um, what, what escape rooms are. It's, it's just creating different sort of avenues and things like that, which really still a lot in a lot of my rooms with the improbabilities and such. And then also I was part of the haunt community working for Knott's Berry Farm, the Fright Dome out in Vegas, and uh, numerous other smaller haunts, um, just scaring set design, whatever I could get my hands on. And then one day I saw live escape room out in Vegas, just some sign <laughs> on the side of the street. And I was like, what's that? I gotta go figure out what that is. And um, <laughs> back in the day, you know, they were all named the exact same thing. So I accidentally looked up the wrong one and uh, ended up joining Countdown uh, escape, Live uh, Escape Rooms. I learned a lot about it from there, and I was like, wow, this is, this is what I want to see and what I want to do, so. Nice. Cool, that leads me right into my next question. So I know that you had Countdown first. I actually mm -hmm. went out to that location, and I played Tiki and Krampus, and I met you, oh my goodness, maybe four or five years ago, and it was really awesome because when we escaped you gave us little wooden puzzles and i still have one of those <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of places don't do that anymore but not I just, cost effective <laughs> yeah <laughs> i figured that's why all the t-shirts stopped stopped coming when we yeah. started escaping but you went from countdown to 60 out and i was wondering why you made that transition well, with uh, Countdown, uh, when I took over Countdown originally, because I was brought on as a scenic designer and then general manager, and then two months after I had actually built Krampus and did the set decor for the first Tiki Palace game, the owner, who was a friend of mine, was just like, you know what? I don't think I want to own an escape room anymore. I think I want to open up a restaurant instead. And this is literally two months after building this stuff. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're just going to try and sell what I built you? I mean... But instead, I, I decided to buy it myself, and uh, that way I could ensure, you know, just have a little playground for myself to learn and, ex you know, create new experiences and whatnot. But I was still part of the Countdown franchise, which means I was attached to the other location out, out in Vegas. Um, after that location closed due to, um, you know, <laughs> they just weren't owned by passionate people. I was looking for, if I would have gone solo, because you know, I was a solo owner, I had no partners or anything like that. It would have been really hard for me to maintain as far as like marketing, you know, all the different hats that you have to wear to be an escape room owner. 
But 60 Out, you know, I'd already become friendly with um, the original folks, uh, Ilya and Damien and uh, Cheryl, some of the main people that were there. And it seemed like a really nice family over there. So they offered me a deal to join them. And they were the big boys on the block and they were making some of the newest, you know, they had the greatest IPs. They had Jumanji then and, and everything. And it just seemed like a, a deal because in my mind, it, it was all the mom and pop escape rooms would close out as time went on and only franchises would last the test of time, so to speak. So watching other escape rooms throughout downtown LA close one by one made me realize that I needed to take, you know, some sort of an action and I joined them. And, you know, we had some good times together. We had some bad times together, but, uh, you know, ultimately I think it was the right decision. That's cool. Do you feel like you sacrificed any of your creativity when you joined them? I mean, to put it to you frankly, they were not pleased with Jezebel. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, because, and I, I can understand why. That's also part of the reason why I left Sixty Out was because I, I realized the vision that they had for the franchise did not work well with my vision of me just having a playground to screw around in. And they're trying to go for a family-friendly attraction that attracts all the major IPs, and you know, Jezebel being known for Miss Jezebel, Sixtale being known worldwide for Miss Jezebel is not something that I'm sure they're very pleased with. I don't know why, because everyone that I've spoken to about the game loves that game. Maybe it's just my group of friends that I hang out with, who knows? Um, but I was really sad to see that it went because I did not get to play that game. Yeah. So I'm curious if it's going to make a comeback. Um, that, that really depends on the future of uh, this location. We, we still have so many different things up in the air, and we're just trying to focus on right now getting Treasure Island open for this October 7th release. But, um, you know, we, we've definitely talked about, you know, reimaginings. Um, probably wouldn't be adults only, though. <laughs> that was, um, while it was fun while it lasted, it, it definitely was not a moneymaker. We'd definitely have to do something along the lines of what uh, Quest Tavern did, which was make it uh, the through style a little bit more family-friendly. Mm-hmm. Mm. but we do or have maybe, some ideas for that maybe you can just do like adult version at night <laughs> <laughs> that's also been discussed as well <laughs> as far as it is <laughs> out all the naughty bits and then yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see what the future holds as far as the immediate future you mentioned treasure island and daniel you mentioned superhero what can we kind of look forward to in these games does a superhero one have an official name as well What's what's on deck for you guys? So the superhero, the working name right now is Rise of the Protectors. Okay. And uh, that game is going to be my masterpiece. Between COVID and investors and everything, I'm like three years into building that game. Wow. So like every detail has gone over. And uh, that one, it's it has an amazing story. The set design is going to be really high end. Where it's really going to shine, I think it's going to be the tech and the puzzles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just went kind of crazy with uh, there's there's going to be so much new tech in that room that no one's seen before. Yeah. Uh, like one of the powers is like super strength using maglocks in really creative ways. So things will be like locked in place. And uh, you have this like power glove and, uh, you know, it gives you super strength. So when you use that, you can interact with these things that will move easily that are normally like completely locked in place. And you have like x-ray vision. So it's like the classic uh, polarized screen puzzle. Mm-hmm. But you put a camera on the back of the screen. And now when you have the glasses, 
it's like you can see through the screen in real time. Nice. So like one of the puzzles for that is uh, we have like a safe. So you're like looking at the inner workings of the safe and you have to like hack the safe by like lining up all the tumblers using your x-ray hey, vision. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the coolest stuff. I mean, it's just loaded with that's like, not even the coolest. I yeah. know what I'm so hyped right now. I'm very excited. I love physical like puzzles. So you're hitting all my check boxes right now. Uh-huh. There's all sorts of crazy. There's like multiple story crawl spaces and like yes, yes. human sized drawers <laughs> and it's going to be wild. Oh That's my gosh, so this cool. game sounds like it's going to be two hours long and I'm so ready for it. <laughs> it's like a thousand square feet. It's huge. Wow. Oh my wow. word. That's epic. That's epic. I'm, I'm really excited Island for that. Also, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Treasure Island. Treasure Island was um, it started out as Tiki Time originally. Oh, okay. Um, we were bringing it over, and uh, originally I was just going to set up Tiki Time for Daniel and uh, move on with my life. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, but when once I got in the building, and then we started talking more about you know partnering up a little bit more. Um, this location is just so amazing because before I you know I had this tiny little shop in downtown LA that was costing me, you know, five grand a month for only 14,000 square, 1400 square feet, excuse me. Mm. And out here, we got 5,000 square feet for a thousand dollars a month less. So it's sort of Amazing. like, hmm, now we can actually do things. So I started to get a little bit more invested as time went on and our vision just started to grow and grow and grow. And Next thing you know, I'm having my friends from Knott's Berry Farm come in and help me with, um, you know, scenic, building caves for me and stuff like that. All my friends coming in doing paints. I've had multiple enthusiasts now come in to work for free just to get some experience building escape rooms. That was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, what, what this Treasure Island is, is it's everything that I wanted to do with Tiki Time and just didn't really have the space or the ability to. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking everything I've learned over the last five years and trying to fix everything. So it's going to be a lot more cute moments, a lot more amazing moments. Yeah, it's not just going to be box after box after box with just <laughs> coins coming out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're definitely trying to add more flair and flavor to everything to really make everything shine. The soundscape, um, the narration, everything down to you know what's inside the box. This is going to be something unique that you've probably never seen before the attention to detail that I'm hoping to really capture. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, your your creativity coming to life is is epic for sure. It's no wonder people would come work for you for free just for experience. Like both of you, <laughs> both of you known for your creativity just through the grapevine. It's crazy. Every time we try to hire someone, like we get multiple people like, please just let me come work for free. It's, I don't know. Like sure, why not? In class where we like, an escape room class where it's like two weeks or something and you teach them all the basics master class oh yeah it's in the future yeah. once we have more time <laughs> yeah you sound a little busy right now oh yeah <laughs> so real quick you guys were talking about location where exactly are you guys for people that don't know so san pedro it's basically uh it's pretty close to long beach it's in both southern part of la we are a little bit out of the way it's definitely a different market than it was in la uh, so that's why we have to build such good games to make it worth the drive. I got to say that the San Pedro is a much nicer environment. Uh, <laughs> there's not as much traffic to get down here. I doubt we'll have as many late employees as I did in downtown LA. 
Um, we can't beat the, you know, we have our own free parking lot, the huge space. It's like a quite sleepy little uh, beach town, but it's, you know, it's accessible. Not that far. Sounds like a vacation, Kai. I know. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> when <you are. laughs> well, I guess I'm ready when they are, which is soon. When they so. are, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's get into some questions a little bit more on the goofy side. So the superhero game coming out. If you two had to compare yourselves to two superheroes or supervillains, whatever you like better, who would you guys be? You go first, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think go with like Iron Man. Okay. Uh, working all the tech, making my magic uh, affect the world. If I if I could be him, definitely I would like uh, you know all the attention being in the starlight, You're like the <laughs> Playboy billionaire. So uh, right on, right on. That's a good answer. Oh yeah. I'd be rocking it. <laughs> what about you, Brian? I mean, all my friends <laughs> have compared me to Homelander, which is not the greatest. Of <laughs> but um, I like to think of myself, well, not so much as a superhero, but uh, I, I always compare myself and Daniel as BoJack Horseman and Mr. Peanut Butters. <laughs> yeah. Was not expecting that answer. <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. superhero subject subjective. <laughs> yes, yes. Iconic. Iconic nonetheless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So you guys have been in the game for a while as far as escape rooms and the business side of things. So how many generations of escape rooms are there? And what do you think that even means? I think it's just people trying to put labels on things. Um, honestly, I don't even know what the definitions of the different gens are. I know it's based on some like tech or some interaction or immersion or something along those lines. But realistically, I think once you start trying to put categories on everything, it sort of limits yourself as to what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Like when I first created Jezebel, I, I, you know, I had enthusiasts come up to me and be like, you know, that, that wasn't an escape room. And I'm like, eh, but I mean, come on, I understand that, but there's still elements of escape rooms in there. And, um, you know, I get where they're coming from, but once you start putting those labels, you just can see the same letter locks, the same puzzles, the same nonsensical in interactions. And yet, you know, we don't need that. This is just, this is literally for all the people that couldn't build theme parks to build their own little private theme parks. That's yeah. what we're doing. Nice, nice. You know, it's funny. I've never heard it described this way, but Daniel, you said at the very start, escape rooms are art, which is absolutely correct. I mean, do you have any opinions on the, the Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, whatever people are saying? Uh, so you can definitely see a progression in the industry. Like at the beginning, I mean, I guess they'd call Gen 1 like game with padlocks, Gen 2, some tech, Gen 3, no locks. And it's, I guess it's like gen four now where it's like the story and the amount of money put into it. It's just the, the total package has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with Brian. It's mostly people just trying to label it in some sense. Uh, Cause there's just so much variation in so many different games. Uh, but you do see kind of like, and I swear I see the future going is the story gets a lot better and it gets a lot more involved so it's like in the beginning the stories were just like really simple and they wouldn't really change throughout the game it's just like here's the reason you're in the room good luck and now you see like more progressive stories and more emphasis on that and so i think uh it also it 
becomes more like cinematic, like the the sets and just the general experience is, becomes a lot more polished and high end as time goes on. Nice. Yeah, uh, I, I do got to mention, um, I just got back from Europe and uh, me and my friends um, all went around and did, uh, you know, like 40 different escape rooms throughout Amsterdam and uh, Germany trying to do all the best that we could, including like the dome, which was rated number two, I think, as well as Molly's game. And it's just very interesting to see what they're doing over there compared to us, because they're not using those letter locks anymore. I mean, some of them are, don't get me wrong. Some of them were, but the really upscale ones, they're not even doing any of that. It's, it's about those huge moments that make them the best. These brilliant visual moments, these grandiose soundscapes that they create, these huge reveals, everything over there was just absolutely mind boggling what they're doing. Um, especially Dark Perk. God, that was, <laughs> they got a whole chemical research facility building compound and just turned it into an experience. And it's like, wow, wow, I wish we could do that here. <laughs> right. I wish we had this space. Yeah. That's amazing. I saw when you were at Dark Park, you had posted like just a little picture or I think a Facebook post. And I was mm -hmm. very curious to what you were doing. And then, you know, it happens to be you're not even in the United States at the time. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. That makes sense. That sounds yeah. kind of scary too, Dark Park. Well, it, it was so interesting because we were walking up to this whole compound and I was like looking through the windows as we're walking by the six story building. And I was like, oh, you know, it looks like it's abandoned in there. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to turn this into some sort of like, you know, survival horror experience. I, I went in blind. I didn't, my friends booked it. Uh, my friends, Tommy of uh, Stash House and PG, they both, they, they handled all of it. And um, I was just super like in the dark <laughs> and then walking up there and I opened up that very first door and it's just like this concrete staircase down to like a really dark basement. Oh my gosh. Oh, what, what have wrong? I done? Oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and it did not get better from there. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in time for Halloween, get the, get the thoughts rolling, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned it right there that there's a shift in where games are going. Uh, most recently, notably, the directional lock is no longer being made by the company it was made by. But did you guys rejoice inside or did you cry inside? I, I don't use those things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I they think, do suck. Yeah. There, there it is. I think there's, I mean, a, my, there's, my there's a lot of hate for that. was on my uh, bonus box for Tiki time, and that's definitely not making a comeback. Okay. Poor directional locks. Mm. Nobody loves them. Uh, so much hate I, for them. I think it's a good thing, though, because, you know, at this point, I think escape room owners, if they really want to start standing out, they should start learning more than just the standard locking key, more than the standard combo locks, more than the, the directional locks, more than even the tech locks. Mm -hmm. You know, they should start thinking about, you know, fascinating mechanical style locks mechanisms. That's something that I did see over there in, um, I think it was Escape Hamburg. They had this beautiful clockwork steampunk room with this multi, like 13 different step locking mechanism just to open up the first door. It was ridiculous. So Wow. Um, definitely something that we're lacking over here is the mechanical lock. What do you yeah. think it is? What's the barrier between us and other countries? Well, I mean, that's that's only one experience over there. And it's not really a barrier because over here we do create so much of our own stuff that, uh, you know, we're very unique as well. 
um, just look at what is it, Thirteenth Gates or um, you know, uh, what's another grandiose one? Labrat was, you know, nobody's doing what Labrat does. I think what was just so unique about everything over there was they had such, they were building in history. Like those escape Hamburg escape rooms were literally on historic boats. And I have no clue how they were able to create such a unique experience on a historical boat, because it's not easy. In America, it sucks. You have to hire a special engineer. You have to do all, you know, they'd have to use the special screws, you know, everything down to, you know, it's crazy. Some of them were just in such beautiful locations, like the catacombs, they'd be in the basements of these beautifully old churches. Um, and we'd be scurrying around these old catacombs beneath the churches or, um, God, what was it? The, uh, but the dome was a, a very different experience. That was just I have no idea how that came about because it was literally in some like warehouse next to a plant nursery out in the middle of nowhere. And it wasn't like that. Just, it blew my mind what they did in that space. Like if, if you're over in Amsterdam, you got to do the dome. Okay. Okay. Amsterdam yeah. dome. Got it. We got more vacations to take. We have a lot of vacations to take. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta see. You gotta see what they're doing. It's it's just mind boggling the things that they're doing over there. But uh, you know, I can't wait to see some of the new games that are going to be opening up here locally as well. I, I know uh, my friends at the Crossroads are opening up their Weeping Witch as well. Mm-hmm. That I've heard great things about. Let's see uh, who else is? Uh, oh, the, my my new favorite was the uh, Hope's End at the Ministry of Peculiarities. They did yeah. spectacularly new things with their uh, experience, and I can't wait to see what they bring next. Yes. Very, very fun room there. I love that one too. Mm-hmm. It seems like the industry is uh, finally recovering from COVID. Uh, there's like new rooms opening for a while there. It was kind of like everyone was closing and like nothing new was coming out. And we finally have a couple new games. And it seems like even this month alone, there's what, three openings? The Treehouse. Oh, and, the Treehouse. Uh, yeah, I forgot. The Treehouse looks crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like all of your... COVID babies are coming to life right now for us to experience. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess still got to go do 40 Thieves too out in Temecula. Yeah. yeah. Great things about that one as well. God, God. There's so many good ones that are opening up now, apparently, but uh, I got to catch up. It's all we can ask for is we just want rooms to play gradually coming out throughout the years. Of course. So we're excited to have you guys be a part of that, that new hype as well, because we just want to play as much as we can and, Tati and I are both kind of around 250, a little below, but we're slowly rising the ranks. How many have you guys done? Just just on a whim, have you done quite a few rooms yourselves? I've done probably close to what you've done. Okay. Um, I, I, my friends are keeping track for me on the Morty app now, so that makes it <laughs> a lot easier. Whenever we play games together, it's a thing automatically, you know, tags me. But I'm, I'm sure that I've forgotten <laughs> about games in the past that I just didn't add to my list because I stopped counting it around like 80. And, I'm, I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Kai keeps track for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot less. I've probably done close to about 80 rooms or so. Uh, nice. And when I opened the laboratory, I'd actually only done two rooms. Wow. Uh, which is part of the reason I think it's so different from a lot of rooms, because I just kind of did my own creation instead of like comparing it he, to everyone else's. He didn't know the rules. <laughs> no, that's what it was. He didn't know the rules. In retrospect, like, I, I should have done more room, but 
Yeah. Sure, why not? Let's add more. Another line of puzzles? Yeah, let's do it. I literally <laughs> just started building puzzles and kept building them. And one day I was like, this is enough. <laughs> no, no, never, that, never enough. Never. That's going to be wow. the biggest mistake with me joining Daniel is I didn't like, I needed somebody to tell me, you know what, Brian? Yeah, I think it's good. I think that's enough. You don't need to do that. more. But Daniel doesn't do that. <laughs> Daniel's just like, that's a great idea. Let's try and do it like this. And it's like, oh God, here we are, like almost a year later, and the room's still not open. <laughs> coming up with new ideas. That's the downside. Blessing and a curse. Blessing and a curse. Yeah. All right, guys. So we allow our guests to ask us a question every interview episode. It can be anything you want. So I'm going to give you a little time to think about it, and you can ask. Me and Tati a question. We'll try our best to answer. Will my dad's love always be conditional? <laughs> Tati, I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> yes, especially when there are treats involved. Ah, oh, lovely. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'd have to. Uh, my question would have to be, since you guys are, you know, very, very uh, experienced now with the escape room industry, which direction would you like to see the escape rooms go? Well, my personal favorite thing of the whole entire escape room industry is feeling like I am lost and I've been transported into whatever theme or location I'm supposed to be in. So that's where I would like to see things go is more immersive as soon as I step in. As far as the puzzles, I don't care if it's Gen 1, I don't care if it's Gen 2, I would like you were mentioning earlier with the storyline, if a treasure chest needs to have a key and lock on it, so be it. That doesn't break anything for me. If anything, that kind of makes sense. But I just want to be immersed in the story, the location. And if there are rooms that are two hours long, I'm totally cool with that. My dream is to do like, back to back to back to back rooms. I don't care if it's four hours long, but I'm also crazy. So that's the escape just, day. Yeah, those are the best. That'd be amazing. So that's all I want. And I want new people going into the industry to get that experience. Because as I've mentioned before, a lot of people are very skeptical because they think it's only scary or you know they think it's, just simple lock and key things, but it, I think it's just so much more than that once they get immersed into the world of escape rooms. Yeah. I personally want rooms to go towards this hybridization of puzzles and immersive theater. So like Ministry of Peculiarities or certain ones that I've played where there is an actor at times and you're no longer just solving puzzles against the clock. There's no more TV screens or walkie talkies or anything like that. It's you feel like you're in a movie. So I think Daniel said the word cinematic. I really like the rooms that go that way. And I know it takes a lot more creativity, brain power, and money to do that. But as I've played more and more rooms, I'm totally fine with playing less rooms per year and paying more for them than just playing a bunch of rooms just to get my numbers up and up and up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to touch on that because um, I, I had forgot to mention this other room in Amsterdam that had this element with an actor that I'd never really seen before mm -hmm. that made us really develop this level of empathy for that actor at the end 
that um, interesting really blew me away. And the the funniest part about it was was the actor was a zombie, and there was a zombie. He was supposed to be a zombie character, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was just it was interesting how they did it. God, I, I I cannot for the life of me remember the name because I was not in charge of anything over there as usual. <laughs> um, but God, that uh, it was just a it was. So my friends, I'm always the one whenever you step into a coffin, obviously it's Brian getting the coffin because I'm the one, everyone else is a little bit more skittish. And I went through that coffin door and um, I was separated from the group. And all of a sudden I'm just alone along this hallway of bars in a dark room. And there's just this shuffling zombie around on the other side. And I'm just like, oh my God, what have I done? But I, it, it was so strange to go from that level of fear to genuinely caring for the zombie at the end. Mm-hmm. It was such a shift that you never really see. Um, I guess, you know, Jezebel did it a little bit. But I mean, this was on a, a different level that I really enjoyed. And I, I really thought it was great. Although I did try and pickpocket him. And <laughs> that he got he got a little spooked by that. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all in good fun i hope yeah <laughs> awesome, Daniel, you awesome. got a question yeah so thank you guys for doing this uh, it's, i feel like it's good for the industry as a whole and it's it's a blast for us and it's fun to promote the rooms yeah uh, what makes you guys want to do this blog or do do these interviews and stuff where does your inspiration come from yeah i i mean i love media i i grew up very shy and quiet and I guess in person too, I can be pretty shy and quiet unless I know it's my turn to talk. So I just wanted to give more exposure to this crazy hobby I picked up and love. You know, there's very few rooms that I am just feeling negatively about. It's it's just the art that you've mentioned and the creation element that you guys can bring something like that to life. I really wanted to just be a, a megaphone for it or an echo to bounce off of and I can let Tati add some too, because she joined and she feels my uh, my fire to do this as well. Yeah, I I really like the interview portion of it because I like to see the behind the scenes stuff. So whenever we do get to play your rooms, uh, we're definitely going to say like, hey, we're going, hope to chat with you afterwards so that you can show us all the cool tech behind it of what we just did, because there's so much that goes into a room And we know that Kai has worked in the industry, so he understands that. I've known a lot of owners, so they let me see the behind the scenes stuff. I know I have a lot of friends that are in the industry and we can really appreciate that. So we want to just bring that to light. And we kind of want to put a face with the room to have people appreciate it even more. Like you guys are not just building out all these rooms for, you know, a ton of other people. These are coming from your sweat, your tears, your blood, and we get to play those rooms. So I know some people have opinions on what they like and what they don't like in a room, but at the end of the day, I think we should all appreciate that someone came up with this because they felt like this was the best thing that they could provide for us and they wanted us to have a good time. So that's why I really enjoy the interviews. That's why she's on the team. Nice. Well-spoken, well-spoken. All right, guys. What goes into it? Uh, yeah. I mean, on the surface, it seems simple, but I mean, we really do 
work hard, man. The hours are crazy. You have to like commit to this place to make it work. So yeah, I do want to touch on what you said there. I mean, back in the early days of escape rooms, that was one of the most beautiful parts of it was um, seeing all the different owners and like where they came from and having their moment of creation to show. And it really showed through in a lot of different owners. Um, who was a breaking point out in uh is that breaking point with headcase yeah yeah i think yeah so i mean you know their owners one's a graphic designer the other's a metal worker and you can clearly see their their previous professions in their rooms um and so on and so forth you know it's just so interesting to see people that weren't professionally trained to be entertainment engineers to having a crack at this and coming up with some of the most unique aspects that i some that i still haven't seen again mm-hmm. since uh those places have closed or some, some of them are still open yeah mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so guys what are what are the big plans after after we get the superhero was it rise of the protectors is that that the name for now yeah i think okay so. okay i like it i like it it's very very epic guardian-esque but right. after that room is out are there any big plans that you guys have that you can tell us? Do you guys ever want to venture out beyond escape rooms and maybe get into immersive theater or pop-up things that we could be a part of and enjoy? Well, um, I was already immersive theater at that point, but uh, it's not really in the plans for that because while there very well probably will be more immersive theater with both of us mm-hmm. um, in the future. Um, we're probably going to be focusing a little bit more on the stabilization of this location and the brand. Um, we do have some ideas for some date night games due to the fact that um, you know there's still a lot of people out there that are a little bit afraid to do um, go out in large parties and groups and stuff these days. Yeah. Um, so designing for smaller groups, smaller couples, two to four players, a la the basements, you know, the boiler room or the elevator shaft, I'm sorry, the elevator shaft these days, you know, that was an inspiration for me because he did something, Caden did something amazing with just, you know, what was it, a five by five space yeah. uh, with the original boiler room. It was ridiculous. Um, and it was still very, very entertaining and very enjoyable. So um, I hope to explore that a little bit more in some of the extra space that we have upstairs and then maybe get uh, three new date night games, all unique, th- uniquely themed. Um, I had recently hired two great enthusiasts that uh, would love to help design and, uh, you know, come with some creations as well. Um, and I think that's the, the, the most fun part about the, our location is that we just, it's not all, I mean, don't get me wrong with Treasure Island, it is my way or the highway, but <laughs> <laughs> in the future for other rooms, we definitely want people that are passionate and feel like they have a purpose and that they feel like they're being heard. We just don't, I just don't want to be hiring drones that are just going to run the game, smile, say the exact same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I want to feel like they can see their ideas come to life, that they can feel like they have a con- contribution to this, and that this is more of a family environment for creators than most other escape rooms will be. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, how are people going to find you guys? What's the website? BrainGamesEscapeRoom.com. BrainGamesEscapeRoom.com. And Treasure Island is open October, October 7th. 7th. And it's going to be so good. <laughs> all right. All right. You got to stick to October 7th because now it's on audio. Yeah. We have bookings made already. Okay. So there's, there's <laughs> no going back. 
There's no going We're in the pressure cooker right now. Go, go, go. (laughs) No, we'll be able to get it done. It's not that far off. Nice, nice. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. We're really excited to come up and play. Tati lives up in the Bay Area, but I'm going to make her come down sooner than later so we can visit. We'll make it worth the trip. I'm sure it will be. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Hey, Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Uh, break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.